You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. You gotta do that right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, she's she's hot with the umlaut. <laughs> with hoot, she's hoot, 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 dig. <laughs> That's just Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Aye, she's a hit dig. Okay, but listen, I watch Outlander and they talk a lot like that. Okay. I can't believe I got hired to be on the next season of Outlander. <laughs> they don't... Sh- I love it. They don't shy from the accent. Oh, my God. So, you know. Hoot Doog, you gotta go. <laughs> Hoot Doog! Count Hoot Doogo. Doog almost does sound like an actual last name. Done. Like, Dougal, but, you know, not. Like, Dougal's Doog. son. Son of Dougal. Oh, Dougal. Oh, Doog. <laughs> Welcome to my new OC. Say hello to my new Highlander OC, Odoog. Hoot Odoog. Hoot Odoog. Alright, so what does Hoot Odoog do? Well, it depends on if, you know, he lives in the Highlands. If he is an Outlander OC or if he's like a modern day Scottish man. (laughs) I don't know which is more fun. It's obviously Highlands. Right, yeah. (laughs) He can get up to more everything. More hijinks. Mm Mm-hmm. More time-traveling lonely women come to him. I don't know what Outlander's about. <laughs> yes, there is time travel. So she travels back in time and then she fucks a Highlander. She, That's all I know. She doesn't travel because she's lonely. She doesn't know it's going to happen. Okay, but she gets back there and realizes she's lonely, so she fucks a Highlander. She's married at the time. Is she? She misses her husband. <laughs> But if you go back in time... That's the whole problem, yeah. Are you married? Exactly. That was, that's actually, like, discussion. She's like, I think I still am. Like, <laughs> He's not born yet, but we're married. Listen. Listen. I love this show. If you fuck before your spouse is born, <laughs> does it count as cheating? I think it's the order of events. You mm, know? Yeah. Not the order of history. I guess. I thought, I thought of it the last episode I watched. It was like, they're talking about... They had separate kids, Mm because they were away for, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. So Highlander Boy learns about the future kid that she had in the future. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that means we'll just go on forever. Like, our legacy will go on forever. I'm like, dude, there's kind of a time gap of, you know, like, 200 years. Yeah. Between children and, you know, any record of your family at all, ever. So... Also, it's not your kid. Yeah. It's her kid. Yeah. That's true. I didn't talk about the rest about my OC. We kind of talked about Outlander again. So, would he be a Highlander? Yes. Or would he be, like, a farmer? Can't he be both? Kind of. He's an OC. He can be whatever you say. That's true. No gods, no masters. (laughs) No gods, no masters making OCs. It's very true. (laughs) Hmm. So here's my, uh... (laughs) Yeah, your suggestion... My Highlander farmer who is also a vampire werewolf. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. And he's great. And he's great. And perfect. 
Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Done. Made no seat for a show I never watched. God. Except for that end of that episode I saw where that dude fell in a lake when they were in France. That dude fell in a... Oh, in France? Yeah. They were at a party. Some guy <sighs> fell in a lake. That's all I know about <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think it's because he's trying to, like, cop a field. Yeah. Yeah. And he was trying was... to grab some titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He deserved that. Oh, 100%. And no, even just the character's already a douchebag. Even I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> even if he wasn't trying to cop a field, he just deserves to be thrown in the lake at all times. Most French men do. I don't even know if he was French. <laughs> he was he... there, wasn't he, in France? He was a duke... And he was in the he was in the first season too. I feel like maybe he was British. I can't remember. He hasn't shown up in a while. Cause he died in that lake. He did not die in that lake. Oh, but he actually might have died though. I think he got shot. Boom. Cause he did more shitty stuff. <laughs> Cause he's shitty too. I'd have to look up on him. Now that we got the dog to go away, I can start the show. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the spooky spot. It's a show about anthology shows. Currently, we're watching the Twilight Zone. My name is Jess. I'm a hoot doog. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Liz. <laughs> Liz a hoot doog. That's my name. Yeah. Today we watched episode nine, Perchance to Dream. Mm. Mm. Oh, I should just do a bunch of Shakespeare reading right now. <laughs> should you? Should I? Really? Should I? No. <laughs> Should, Should I? <laughs> and then more? Yeah. Oh, I won't. I'll spare everybody. For now. <sighs> Catch me on my different... <laughs> Catch me on my Shakespeare podcast. Mm. I could, is the thing. You... Okay, so far we've mentioned you having a Shakespeare podcast, a train podcast, and... What's it like? Just a language or linguistic one? <laughs> There's the Shakespeare podcast, the train one, the currency one, the currency, and, yeah, and the capitalism one, which will probably just get lumped in with the currency yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my many, many projects that I won't actually do because I'm very lazy, mm. and I barely do this one. <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> just kidding. I work very hard. Just kidding, that she doesn't know. I mean, what do you, how do you know? <laughs> you see you slaving away on the on those keys. Clackety, clack, clack, clack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hacking into the podcast. Hacking into the podcast mainframe. Ugh, I'm so tired. Don't tell them that! <laughs> well, I'll use it as a convenient segue <laughs> to the episode we watched today. True. Fine. So in this episode we watched today, there's a man who can't go to sleep. Or won't. Or shouldn't. All three. All three of those things, yes. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Because if he will, if he does, he'll die. Mm, same. <laughs> it's true, this man is basically you. <laughs> yes, I do relate to him quite a lot in this episode. If we had to do a tag yourself, <laughs> we found yours. So far, we have found me, yes. Uh, Except I wouldn't spend so much of my dream money. True. He spends a lot. And you probably wouldn't be scared of a dream lady. No. (laughs) Come with me. No. 
<laughs> That's it. End of that discussion. I'm done. Let's go in the spooky fun house. No. Oh. Oh, okay. But it's fun. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just a man who can't say no. Let's jump on into it. Jump on it. Jump, jump, jump on it. Good. Yeah. Very That's good. That's my segue, bitches. Oh, fair enough, yeah. So we open on a... One hell of a fake-looking skyscraper. Oh, it's so fake. <laughs> it's like, it's a miniature. Yes. I love it. Shot from below. I love it. With this trumpet that is making the noise that you only hear when things are up super high. Mm-hmm. The high trumpet noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might want to work on that one. There's... I really love the soundtrack in this episode. It's the, my favorite thing about this episode. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, super spooky. Yeah. It's... Yeah, they're they're conveying mood very well, even if nothing else in the episode conveys said mood. They barely convey anything in this one. Yeah. And there's a, a man down on street level staring up at this skyscraper. Opening narration starts in that it's noon, and there's people coming and going out through the, the spinny door. <laughs> Another potential title for this podcast. <sighs> I know. And he's a... Uh, Standing there, watching this flow of people. This nice repetitive motion to make you nice and sleepy. Mm -hmm. Definitely doesn't make you... (laughs) It's almost made me fall asleep when we were watching it again. Because it's just people walking. And this man is uh, real unsteady on his feet because he's struggling to stay awake. And he's about to fall down. And for him, time is an enemy. Ooh. Mm. He's down to life or death in this next hour. Same. Otherwise known or 20 minutes that passes over the course of an hour, I guess. He stumbles across the sidewalk and he leans against the wall of the building. And another man comes up to him and is asking if he's sick. And Hall just kind of pushes him away. And you did he... not tell the audience his name, Jess. His name is Edward Hall. There you go. Did I not say that? You did not. Okay, his you name is Edward Hall. said it was Hall. noon and you skipped right into everything. Did I? I definitely read it in my notes, but I didn't <laughs> say it out loud. His name is Edward Hall. they got a good name for once. Yeah. He's got a fine, normal person name. Mm-hmm. One of two normal people. Yep. Names. Uh, well, there's three names in this episode, and one of them is a normal man's name. Mm-hmm. The other ones are not normal people names. What do you mean? Elliot Ratham? Or Raithman? Ro- I thought it was Rothman. It was a weird font. Yeah, I think it's Rathman. A I'm pretty sure it's an A. I thought it was an O. Uh, but Whatever. Whatever. Ed Hall goes upstairs to um, the door of Elliot Rathman, or Rothman. Elliot Mothman. <laughs> Fuck. Elliot Mothman. That changes the game! Now this episode makes so much more sense! Now this episode is so good, because his psychiatrist is Mothman. Yeah! Actually! <laughs> he opens the door to the office of Elliot Mothman. Oh, you're right, it is Rathman. And it... I'm just gonna keep calling him Mothman. That's fine, now. I'm just saying. Yeah, so take note, listeners, the psychiatrist's name is now Mothman. <laughs> we make the rules now, okay? Yeah. Rod's not here to tell me no. No, Rod would not did be like very against it either, I imagine. I don't know. If Rod knew about Mothman. What did Mothman happen in the 80s? Actually, I think it was like 56 was the first sighting. Really? Yeah, it was. he's a fairly early creation, that Mothman. So Rod would have heard about it. 
Maybe. I almost got sad thinking Rod didn't know about all the cryptids, and now I'm like, no, he knows about the big main ones. He, he knows about a few, I'm sure. Yeah, good, yes. good. <laughs> Rod needs cryptids. Todd's own needs more cryptids. They do his bit. Oh my god. Okay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe. I can't remember any episodes involving any of them. I feel like... Unless Gremlin on the Wing of the Plane counts just, as a cryptid. I was just gonna say that that one kinda has cryptid vibes to it. Yeah. But you know, that... You know, cryptid don't interact sign was just ripped away because he interacts. <laughs> True, cryptids don't interact. <laughs> you like that? It's good. Um, yeah, because I mean, they couldn't—they couldn't do a lot of ones involving creatures because that's a level of effects and costuming that they didn't usually have. A budget. It was a budget they did not usually have here on the Twilight Zone. So yeah, there weren't—I don't believe there were many. Mm-hmm. Many creature-related ones. No, most anything got was ever, you know, the gremlin, because it was just big fursuit and some makeup. Yeah. And there's another one of that old guy on New Year's, no, on Mardi Gras, and, like, their faces. That's just makeup. Yep, that's makeup. There's one where that lady's super pretty, but all the aliens are ugly. Mm. And they're like, mm, she's so ugly, but it's like, <laughs> by our standards, she's very pretty. But they have, like, we'll get to that one. That was not for a while. But, yeah, there's lots of makeup work in the Twilight Zone, but you can't make... Except for that one dad, (laughs) where they fucked it all up. We're gonna keep coming back to that dad. Yeah. I had to look at him in HD twice. It was the worst, yeah. The worst. Very bad. Alright, Mothman. Alright, so Elliot Mothman and his (laughs) psychiatry business. I love this OC so much. He's he, Rod started it, but I made it better. Yes. Rod started it with the weird font on the door that we couldn't read. Yep. And so this is uh, room 1410, which probably indicates that this is 14 stories up, because that's usually how naming convention works. The secretary greets him. The camera is over her shoulder, so we don't get to see her face. Yeah, when, I, when we first watched it, I, um, I didn't say it, but I was in my head. I was like, what? She, she, she's a chick? She doesn't get a face? No. But, you know, it's part she, of the story. She doesn't have a face. But that's a special tool that will help us later. Yeah. But it is, it does happen that sometimes they, you just don't see people's faces because they don't matter to the plot. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of stumbles into the doctor's office and uh, leans heavily on the credenza by the door. The doctor immediately jumps up and is like, whoa, what's up? Are you are you sick? Because you're stumbling around. And Ed says, no... No, I'm not sick. I'm just tired. So the doctor's like, all right, well, come lay down. And it leads leads him down to a chase lounge downstage mm-hmm. near the camera. The strangest, not the strangest, because we see some the strange. The strangest. It's some strange shit. It's the strangest bit of this office work is that as they come forward, the camera just goes straight up and then looks down at them. It's very bizarre. Rather than let them get too physically close to the camera. Well, like we saw... Well, did Rod... No, Rod didn't direct it. Yeah, Rod didn't direct this one. But he also, didn't write or direct this thing. one. You know, little side note, Rod did not write this episode. I think this is the first one he hasn't. Or that we've noticed. I think it's the first one he hasn't. Yeah. That's why it's... It's, it's, a, it's, it's a doozy. Yeah. It sure does have stuff in it that happens. <laughs> 
Yep. There sure were events that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, those events. Gotta watch them. Yep. They sure happened in a sequence. <laughs> Did they? No. A, a thing happened, then another thing happened, then another thing happened. That is a sequence. Mm-hmm. 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 Ed lays down on this uh, chase lounge. There's a very long shot on his face and some tense music as he blinks his eyes closed and the lights kind of dim just on one side of him. I still thought the the Mothman did that. Because, you know... Mothman dimmed the lights on him? Yeah. Because, you know, he needs to sleep and also when there's a, a session, it's like you want some mood lighting. Yeah. Uh, some harsh lights. Perhaps that is a, a trademark of... Elliot Mothman, that we just don't get to see. Um, this is my OC now, so I'm gonna... Okay. <laughs> Elliot Mothman likes to create a nice soothing mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not a very soothing man. Listen. <laughs> he's yeah. trying yeah. very hard. Yeah. Sure he is. Yep. We see Ed kind of blink and drift off to sleep, but then suddenly he springs back up. And the light's back on. He's awake again. And the doctor's like, uh... You okay? thought you were tired. <laughs> What's up, my guy? And he's like, no, yeah, I'm, t- I'm super tired. And I haven't slept in forever. I'm the tiredest man in the world. I haven't slept in 87 hours. And that's the thing, like, when you, you know, personal experience, when you don't sleep for a while, you do sometimes have little micro-sleeps where literally you just fall asleep while blinking, and then you're up again. <laughs> so, yes. he probably thought he was having one of those, or he didn't even, and you don't even realize it sometimes. Well, he, I think he might have thought that. Yeah. In reality, spoiler alert. No, I'm trying to stay away from that. That's why. Okay, never mind. Fine, we don't. We can spoil them early on. We usually do. I, yeah, <laughs> we're really bad at that. I don't see why we have to be good at it. It's true too. I guess I'm here to have a holistic discussion on the episode. <laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> okay. Holistic. Holistic just... Oh, Christ. Never mind. I'm done. This is last episode of Spooky Spot for real. Yeah? Yeah? I'm done with this. Yeah? Yeah. For... You sure you're not just done with me? I'll host it by myself. Talk to myself the whole time. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. It's like... Yeah, I, I can't go to sleep. I have to not go to sleep, because if I go to sleep, I won't wake up again. Yeah, it's that can't, won't, shouldn't again. <laughs> can't sleep, clown will eat me. <laughs> Jesus! That's terrifying. You've seen that episode of The Simpsons, right? No, I don't think I have. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, surprise, there's a sleep clown that eats somebody. It's a really great episode. Um, I have seen a handful of them. So... It's when Marge is pregnant with Lisa, okay. and Bart's very jealous of the concept of having another baby. Yeah. And also, he's, I think he's like three years old or something, so they're trying to get him to stop sleeping in the crib, so Homer builds him a bed, shaped like a clown. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, this will be nice and fun for you, but it's horrific. Gosh. <laughs> and so... Bart just goes, can't sleep. Clown will eat me. It's true. He'll just sit there chanting that. It's very true. The clown will eat you. <laughs> Gosh. Well, 
Our boy Eddie here has not seen that episode of The Simpsons. No, because that didn't exist yet. Can't sleep, Maya will eat me. <laughs> the cat will eat me. Cat will eat me. <laughs> he's just, he's talking to the doctor and he's like, yeah, you're, um, you're very different from what I expected because the dude's kind of like cracking jokes. He's like... And he's younger. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what were you expecting? A, an old German man with a white beard. Blah, blah, blah. And then he, he's like, I often thought about wearing a disguise to make people feel more comfortable. And he decides to whip out his prop comedy routine. Yeah. Pull some glasses out of his, his jacket pocket and go there. You feel better? I appreciate it so much. I love it. <laughs> it's just such a strange character. You can just you can just tell that he's definitely thought about it before. Yeah. And he's like, oh man, I gotta like do something. Oh, this will be great. Glasses. <laughs> I wish he had like a more active role yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Because he was, he was definitely very fun. Uh, Hull's convinced that he can't be helped, despite being referred to by his normal doctor. And we find out from what the regular doctor told Dr. Mothman. Ed Hall is 35 years old. He is a draftsman, single, he has a heart condition, and no history of mental illness. And Hall's like, yeah, fine, that's enough information. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything else. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he's like, none of this is helpful. This is this sucks. Bye. And so he's, you know, go, just gonna straight up leave. He's done with this. Despite the fact that he paid for it, he's just gonna leave. Did he pay for it? Did he? I mean, I Did would he? presume... Did he? I mean... <laughs> they would bill insurance and then insurance would pay for it and presumably he pays his insurance so in a way he pays for it what was insurance like back then because they don't once again he doesn't have a job no he has a job what's he's, his job he's a draftsman which means he makes uh technical drawings oh yeah so it's, it's kind of like an architect but for smaller things but like what kind of freaking insurance would you have back then <laughs> Some, presumably. <laughs> uh, I don't know the history of insurance. Don't learn it. You'll get too... In- you'll, you talk about capitalism again. <laughs> I, I mean... Okay, listen. <laughs> listen, okay, companies... I know a little bit, actually, about the history of insurance. JK, I know everything! I thought. I know everything. So, what was that thing you said of like, you need to look it up so you can prove someone wrong? Was that on this podcast or was that just in general? That was just in general. Like, the Wi Fi was being slow or something. You're like, oh, come on, I need to look this up so I can prove someone wrong. <laughs> that does sound like me. You, oh, 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 yeah. But yeah, about this capitalist insurance that you know about? I mean, <laughs> jobs would offer it as a way to keep people there. You know, offer benefits in order to, to keep people at places. And that's basically how, you know, it became a standard for a job to offer you the insurance rather than the state, which is why this country got super fucked. Mm. So, like, literally back in the Industrial Revolution is really where we started getting super fucked because they were like, uh, I want them to stay at my super dangerous job where I pay them garbage. Um, or they might get their hands chopped off, but they need, like, you know... A health checkup. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I don't give it to them, they're just going to go across the street to the other factory where the other guy is doing it. So I guess I'll do it to keep them at my crappy factory where they'll die. <laughs> and then they don't need the insurance. Um, I presume he has insurance through his job. The end. That just reminds me, there's like some town out in 
Midwest or something where it's a dangerous job and it's cheaper for a company to, like, and, like, they need to, like, fix something, but to shut down production would cost too much. Mm -hmm. And so it's cheaper to just pay, uh, like, the death bills than actually fix something in the building. God. I mean, yeah. Like. Yeah. That's a, yeah. 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 And so they just pay, like, all this, like, whatever that money is called. Life insurance. Well, it wouldn't be. That's when you're still alive. (laughs) Whatever whatever it's called when you're dead. Life insurance is for the people who remain after you're dead. Yeah. But yeah, like, the company's just like, oh, yeah, it costs us less to give you that (laughs) than to shut down production and fix this one thing that would stop the deaths. Costs less for us to just keep having funerals. To just let you guys keep dying. Mm. Yeah, that reminds me of that. But, um... The system is so broken. <laughs> it's so broken. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh... Save it for your capitalist podcast. Save it for the guillotine spot coming soon. <laughs> um... All, all your podcasts will start with... will end with spots. Yeah. All of them. The mono spot. <laughs> the train spot. Yeah, the petty spot. The shake spot. That's the Shakespeare one. People might get a little confused about that one. I subscribe to your nice podcast about milkshakes. Or just the penny one. You just sign up like, oh, I want to hear about, like, you know, the penny and how it's made. And you're just yelling. You're just yelling. It's like... You're yelling. Oh, fuck. Who's that guy on, like, MSNBC or whatever who's, like... The financial advisor, but he's got, like, a bunch of wacky props and sound effects. Do you know that guy? Uh, not really. It'll be like that, but it's me just yelling about how broken the That's fine. The system is. So, you know, feel free to imagine that set, dear listener. That's fine. Anyway, uh, Dr. Mothman is like, hey, do you, um, don't leave, because, you know, running away isn't going to do you any good. Sometimes it's a good idea, but I don't think it is in this case. <laughs> I think you should just stay here. But, you know, also, do what you like. I get paid either way. Yeah. So, you know, I don't promise anything if you want to stay here. And then Hall's like, okay, fine. He's talking, and he walks over to the window. And as he's opening opening it, he says, you mind if I open this? Just fully open. (laughs) Fully open, sticks his head out. Yep. Looks down, and he's like, hmm, cool. Dr. Mothman Im- immediately comes over and is like, hey, let's not go near the window. <laughs> Come back. Let's, uh, I'm, ju- I'm just going to close this. And he's like, what do you think I was going to jump? And he's like, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> so maybe. And he's like, okay, but I want to live and that's my problem. If I wanted to die, I'd just go to sleep. <laughs> he's still being really uneager to, to tell Dr. Mothman about his problems. Because... This psychiatrist will probably think that he's crazy, and he's lost his marbles. Mm-hmm. I like this one line that the doctor has, because it strikes me as a very nice pro-mental health statement when he's like, well, marbles can be found. I really like the two, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> he actually wants to help. That's that's pro, go get some help. Pro, I'll, I will try to help you, not just medicate you. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Then Hall's like, okay, all right, fine. Let me monologue about paintings. <laughs> it's true. It's a bad one. So he uh, 
starts staring at a painting that Mothman has in his office of a... <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, do you want me to call him his real name? No, I just love it, but sometimes the ridiculousness of it gets up to me. <laughs> it just catches up, and I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, he's still Mothman. I also pictured him as Mothman that time. <laughs> and, you know, Mothman in a in a like a business setting with paintings on his wall. And a bow tie, yeah. But just, no, 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 no bow Just dress as Mothman. <laughs> I, are you trying to tell me that Mothman doesn't have a bow tie? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, you can't prove that. <laughs> I can't. I've seen him. I have also seen him, and he yeah. was wearing a bow tie. Yeah. And he, he tried to some... suck my dick. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that was Bigfoot that other time. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't you let him? <laughs> I had places to be. It was behind the Arby's. It just, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Oh, we've gotten, like, nowhere in this episode. <laughs> Hall insists that, um, he can make paintings move if he stares at them long enough. Because his mom once told him to stare at a painting of a ship, and then he did. <laughs> for an hour. Jeez. Yeah, no history of mental anything like back then, huh? No history of mental illness. I stared at a picture for an hour once. It started. It started moving. I mean, the, it, I know the, the the phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get some apophenia where you think something's going on. Yeah, but still, but still, his, no history of mental illness. Okay, buddy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> gotcha. Nailed it. He's like, even after I stopped looking at it for that hour, anytime I looked at it after that, it always looked like it was moving. And the doctor's like, okay, well, that's. Uh, just, like, your imagination, and that's fine. He's like, um... No, it's not. (laughs) He's like, hey, listen. Stuff you imagine is just as real as real stuff. (laughs) And he mentions that if you feel pain but there's no physical cause for it, you still feel the pain, right? And that is true. Mm -hmm. That is a real thing. Phantom pain is a thing. Dun-dun-dun-dun, phantom pain. That is kind of the theme we're exploring here, is the psychosomatic effects of things versus what is actually real and caused. I feel like if this episode had been about, like, him making things move with his mind, it would have been more interesting. I, when he was staring at that painting forever, mm-hmm. um, I thought <laughs> it was actually going to, and they were going to go in that route, but they didn't. We saw a flat painting. Yep. Not moving. Yeah, there was, like, three different ways I thought this... Mm-hmm. episode could go and it didn't go in any of them nope it just went Rod didn't write it <laughs> it just went a weird way yeah well he's talking about how imagination is valid Hall pops some pills and drinks some water and the doc is like um is that how you stay awake just popping pills huh is that yeah okay yeah, since they didn't really i thought it was like maybe caffeine but it could have just fucking been anything it, yeah it was who knows i don't even know when caffeine pills got big or ex- existed he's just on uppers yeah he literally he just could be yeah he got some trucker speed i don't know <laughs> hope so <laughs> who knows and so he's like yeah it's the only way i stay awake don't judge me <laughs> 
And so he goes on to explain that as a teen, he uh, developed a rheumatic heart, which I looked up as damage to your heart valves as a result of a rheumatic fever. So that's something like strep strep throat or scarlet fever. Mm -hmm. If you have one of those and it doesn't get treated correctly, it can damage your heart. Hmm. Cool. Cool. And so the doctor was like, all right, don't uh, spook yourself (laughs) for the rest of your life. Don't go upstairs. Don't look at spooky... Don't think of spooky things. Mm. No strains, no shocks. <laughs> Nothing. You gotta get ready to have the blandest life. Yeah. And you'll live forever. <laughs> but is that really living? Is also hey. a question. Almost dying is the best part of living. <laughs> Called almost live dying. Called almost live That's dying. not the second time we've mentioned that on this freaking podcast. Uh, true, but I didn't include it in the last one. I think I wound up cutting it. Wow, fine, Okay. <laughs> We have a record and the audience does not. I mean, I put that sound clip at the end of the episode. <laughs> of course. It was there. Of course. In spirit. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, they told me not to do any of that, but that... I did that, it. That doesn't stop my imagination. And so he... God, he's just doing so much exposition. He does so much. He just sits there ex, expositizing. <laughs> you almost weren't sure about that one. That's not even the word. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the word. It's not. He's doing exposition. <laughs> you know... You just gotta change it around. Fuck if I know the actual verb. <laughs> so he's like, do you remember a couple years ago there was a story about a woman who got killed by a man waiting in the backseat of her car? And I thought, what if that happened to me? <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> that could be me, man car door hook hand. <laughs> yeah? Yes. And he remembers driving along a canyon road that was... Extremely treacherous. Laurel Canyon. Laurel Canyon. Which is California. Oh. See, I assumed it was in California. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah, because, you know, when the show opened, the episode opened, um, (laughs) clank, clank, not drinking tonight, um, I'm thirsty. Um, yeah, when the episode opened, he was, Rob narrated just, oh, you know, somewhere noon. And I'm like, usually you tell us or something, or, you know, tell us eventually. But, you know, that, that was the one hint mm-hmm. that's in California. Is that I feel, I feel like most of them just take place in California. They probably since do. that's where they were mostly filmed. There ain't no space. Um, space in California. Those are the two settings. <laughs> but we'd never be that way. <laughs> yeah. Except in space. Oh, I just hope that when people get to space, they aren't that way. They probably will be if it's only space in California. Mm. But yeah, I just, I just, for some reason, I know about Laurel Canyon. Okay. It's a famous canyon? Or just a famous one to drive on? I guess. I guess. All right. Fuck if I know anything about California. That's not from a television show. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where the television is. Yeah. So. Boom. They're in charge of what gets seen <laughs> about them. Yeah. We can't let anybody know, but they can know what Laurel Canyon is. Yeah, oh, people from the East Coast, they can't know about what happens to California. <laughs> so, uh, he drives on this treacherous canyon road twice a day, which seems real good for somebody with a bad heart. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just loves living on the edge, literally, because you're on a canyon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, one slip and you'll just fucking die. Like, that's just terrifying. <laughs> you have a good heart. Anyway, I drove it twice a day. <laughs> We get a flashback to him driving down this treacherous road at night. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, he's in one of those classic fake car sets that they have where it's just literally a box. 
that someone's shaking very gently to simulate the <laughs> motion of driving. He narrates that he felt like somebody was in the back of the car. And he knew, like he knew. Yeah, he knew. He knew in his brain that no one was there, but like, what if somebody was there? You know? <laughs> what if? And God, there's just this awful sequence that is supposed to be tense, but it's really boring of him staring into the rearview mirror and then like his scared face and then shot of the rearview mirror and then his scared face and it goes on for too long. They do it too long because they try to like space down the transition mm-hmm. to, you know, that one effect they have because you see the ladies, some lady's eyes in the mirror that he makes up. And mm-hmm. so... If they did a quick shot, that's what I think. If they did a quick shot, it'd be too obvious that it becomes a flat panel and not a rocking mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it does take too long. Yeah, but that's... One good part about the secrets is that it's got our good, good friend, the theremin. <laughs> love it. Fucking love it. Love it. Love that theremin so much. And so he sees in the rearview mirror... A woman's eyes. Ooh, terrifying. But then, you know, since he's been steer- staring in the mirror, he almost gets in a crash. And not paying attention to the treacherous canyon road. I can't believe he fucking died. Idiot. I don't know how he didn't. Uh, yeah. There's some screeching tires. He, like, steers hard to the right, which was definitely off the cliff, but go <laughs> off, I guess. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I just, I always laugh every time I see this transition because he steers hard to the right and then just the whole camera flame frame flips mm-hmm. and he's back in the office again. I love the transition of, you know, all that excitement and then he's back in the office. He's like, anyway, I crashed the car. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, nobody was in the car, but I still crashed. <laughs> I sure got lucky though because I didn't die. Yeah, he just says it's so deadpan. <laughs> this guy was in The, the Godfather. I forget who he wound up playing. It's um, um, Frank Conti, I think is his name. Oh. He, yeah, he was in The Godfather. He, I know, whenever I watched it, he looked familiar. I think, I've, I've, I didn't look him up yet, but I think he was in the original Ocean 8. Not Ocean 8, that's the new one. Ocean Ocean's 11. 11. <laughs> I mean, Cause I own what that. if he was in Ocean 8, though? He's dead, Jess. <laughs> there is no original, the original Ocean 8 has not come out yet. <laughs> The original Ocean's Eleven with my boys, the Rat Pack. And this guy. And this guy. Well, he helps them. They get some outside help. Yeah. And he's part of the outside help. Yeah. The Rat Pack is not 11 people. (laughs) Wasn't it? No. (laughs) Goes to like five to three. Yeah, it's, um... (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, let me hear this. (laughs) It's your boyfriend. Yeah. It's, uh, Dean Martin. My boy, Dean. Your boy team. Both my boy. It's uh the summer wind. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's toot your flute. Or we call him toot flutie. Toot flutie. I don't even think we've mentioned that on the podcast before. <laughs> no, these are just horrible inside jokes that no one will find funny. <laughs> there's um. Mr. Kick in the head, which is <laughs> Dean Martin's alter ego. Head Kickman. No. Was it? It wasn't Head Kickman. It was Head Kickman. It wasn't Kick... It was Kickman? Kick Headman? No. I, we changed one of those words. <laughs> it was It was bad. Anyway. Head Kickman. 
Anyway, I like that music, and Jess likes to make fun of it when I play I it. I don't dislike that music. I know, I, but you, we roast them. We both roast them. I roast everybody. <laughs> you're from 60 years ago, you're going to get roasted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not around to defend yourself. That's why I defend them. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, point is, Frank Conti was in a lot of stuff, and he was also in this. Yeah. You know, he sure is lucky that he crashed that car and didn't die. Yeah. But if he has one more shock, it'll kill him. Because, ah, you know, it's like the nine lives thing. Like, you just fucking... Yeah. Turns out he was a cat man. <laughs> who had nine lives. You called him a furry? <laughs> can't believe it had to come out like this. I can't believe Frank Hardy was a furry this whole time. <laughs> oh, no. That's why they got him for this role. They were like, oh, we need a furry. Oh, no. We need someone who really knows the subculture. No! In order to accurately portray this man, Edward Hall. You're the one who said it. You brought it up. I'm just taking it now. (laughs) Taking it too far. Taking it to the streets. Um, The streets is too far. The streets is very too far. Shouldn't leave this room even though it's going to go everywhere. It's going to go on the internet. Uh, Everything's totally secret on the internet, right? Nobody listens to this show. <laughs> this is where we just, you know, record all of our inside jokes about, you know, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And everything else. Yeah. I didn't say it was a good podcast. <laughs> That's just the tagline. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I just said it was there. I said we were, were doing it. I didn't say it was good. I said it's available for download. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> We're not even at like the nope. buck, the buck wild part of the episode is the thing. Nope, this is taking forever. <laughs> it's already been almost an hour. Yep, doesn't help that we're just fucking around. This is like the ultimate fuck around episode because we just don't want to talk about it. It's true. So, uh, <laughs> we come back and Hall explains that he used to dream in sequence, like old movie serials. Where every dream was a new chapter of a story. And then he used to write down what happened. And uh, Mothman says, well, that's not crazy, but like in hindsight, you probably made the dreams be in sequence by writing them down. And it's not the other way around. You didn't actually dream in sequence. You made a pattern out of this. And he's like, oh, what are you saying? That's impossible? And he's like, no, I'm (laughs) just using my expertise as a psychiatrist to tell you that's probably not the way it was. Hey, guess what? You're not right about everything. (laughs) Listen. I'm Mothman. I'm Dr. Mothman. (laughs) And I'd like your vote this council (laughs) this season. I'd like to urge you to get out to the polls this November and uh, (laughs) vote Mothman. (laughs) Vote Mothman. A vote for Mothman is a vote for peace. No, it's not. Yeah. Thought that bitch burned some bridges or something. No, he tried to warn them. Is a popular theory. Isn't that the theories that no one knows if he warned them or did it? Mm-mm. I remember when you told me about Mothman. Because <laughs> all I could remember was the dumb move me. And you were like, yeah, but I mean, a lot of people think he was warning them and that's why they love him. Or he took the bridge down. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this was, that was all based on that like bad book. Like, some dude wrote, like, a a bad, shaming Mothman book mm. that said, uh, you know, 
he probably didn't do this, but what if he did, basically, is what that fucking book was about. And so then that's what the movie was about, because that was the movie it was based on. I don't remember the movie. I actually remember the movie very clearly because it scared me a lot. I thought you said you didn't finish it. I didn't finish it, but, like, what I had seen was enough to, like, really scare me away from Mothman for a long time. Yeah, I remember I didn't finish it. Maybe I did. I think I saw all of it, but I don't remember most of it. Yeah. But, you know, I do obviously remember the spooky spot. Ha. 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 No, I remember watching it at Courtney's house, and, you know, Courtney's house was out in the middle of the woods, so I was like, ha, ha, ha. Love that every time I'm here we're watching a horror movie for yeah. some reason. I'm like, mm. Yeah. Love you, Courtney, but I don't want to do this. I'm done watching this movie. She only watch those with you. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I would watch, like, you know, random shit with her. No. She always wanted to watch those with me, and I was like... <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so Hall says, uh... He used to dream, and then he didn't for a long time, but then it started up again last week. And he starts... Recalling a dream that he had. Man, hearing about other people's dreams is really boring. So the whole latter half of this episode is really boring. So in his dream, he was at an amusement park. In my limited research that I did, I found out that this was one of the most expensive Twilight Zone episodes. Mm. Because of the few sets that they constructed for this amusement park scene. Yeah. But, like, building those sets... Because they're so elaborate and crazy. Wiped them out. Just, comp- yeah. There's a lot of stock images of, like, Ferris wheels and spinny rides and merry-go-rounds and whatnot. And there's just this woman laughing hysterically over all of that. <laughs> and there's a, a filter over the camera that blurs out the edges, so only the, the center is in focus. And there's so many Dutch angles. Yeah. All of them. Nothing straight here. Paul's walking around, and he walks over to a man running one of those uh, gun-shooting stands, and it's six shots for a dime, which is crazy. God, bring it back. Yeah. Instead of, like, you know, six tokens that cost five bucks. Yeah. God, that's how they get you. And so, you know, Hall picks up a gun, and he's, you know, maybe gonna have fun shooting a gun in his dream, but then there's another sideshow dude. Mmm, more enticing. Doing the classic, hurry, hurry, hurry. I love sideshow voices. It's very good. I just love voices, though. I do love voices very much. <laughs> it's a good thing I always ask you to do them, because I can't. Love doing voices. The summer wind. <laughs> summer wind. <laughs> Came blowing in from across the sea. <laughs> oh, it's especially easy now that I've been talking for an hour. Yeah. My voice is just ready to drop to that. Just... <laughs> Let's shift, shift some gears down to to Selma voice. <laughs> mm. Over at this other side show is a, a man calling people in to come look at ladies dance. Hey, same. Nice. <laughs> and it's, uh, he says it's the most scintillating show since uh, Little Egypt, which I looked up was actually a name of a famous belly dancer oh. that actually multiple women later used, so it was like a series of belly dancers all named themselves Little Egypt. All right. So, you know, that was interesting to find out. From the list of their names, they all seem to be Middle Eastern women at the very least. I would hope so. So, okay. We're doing all right. He uh, lists off all the girls they got in the tent. They got fat girls, skinny girls, blondes, brunettes, and redheads. But, you know, hey, here, check out. 
We got Maya the cat girl. Hey. Hey. And she's got some gold chains and a leopard print dress. Same. <laughs> Does your leopard print dress have slits that go all the way up your thighs? Um, not only... Does she have one? She's got two! <laughs> Shoot, she got two slits. <laughs> she got two dress slits. Ugh. Ugh. She's having a dance. A very basic jungle drum beat starts up, and uh, she starts dancing badly. She's trying... Like, you can tell she's trying to be, like, super enticing with her dance, mm. but she's not good at it. No. At she, all. She's not, like, on rhythm. No. Or... She's She's just throwing her limbs around. Yeah. And she's like, look at my legs. There's, you know, some flailing up, flailing to the side, and... Some jumpings in there. (laughs) Just a lot of twirling. Hall's watching this with, like, a blank-ass expression. (laughs) Yeah. Don't know if he likes this or not. Whatever the fuck. Eventually he just runs. (laughs) Same. Yeah. Yeah. She's paying too much attention to me. I gotta go. Oh, she's looking at me a lot. She's shaking her stuff at me. I gotta go. He books it, and Maya watches him go and then laughs in a way that I assume is supposed to be evil, but it's just kind of hollow. Yeah, but yeah, it's like a cackle, though. <laughs> yeah, she's, 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 she's trying. Is she? Maybe. I think, I, we'll, we'll give her those props of she's trying. Yeah, she's pretty. I'll yeah. give her that. <laughs> She sure is a cat lady. She sure is a cat lady. (laughs) With her cat eye makeup. Can I say one thing I wish that they had in 1959 was cat eye contacts. Yeah. Because that really would have made this pop. Yeah. That would have made her look real sinister. That would have made her actually spooky instead of... uh, Instead of just, you know... You basic. A nice looking lady with some slightly excessive eye makeup. Yeah. Hall runs to like... Outside a fortune teller booth or something. And he's standing there being like, Oh man, I had to get away from her. She really freaked me out. (laughs) And he puts a cigarette in his mouth and then a hand reaches in from out of frame. Yeah. It's always one of my favorite, like, things from this this time. Because, you know, it's like, Oh boy, sure, I'm glad I got away from them. And they're back. Time to have a smoke. Oh, thank you, mysterious hand. Yeah. And so it's a uh, Maya attached to the lighter, and now she's wearing a very sparkly gown. Also very nice. Yeah. Very pretty. Very pretty. Very enticing. Yeah. And so she's like, why'd you run away? Aren't I nice to look at? And he's like, uh, yeah, maybe too nice. <laughs> this man can't pop a boner or he'll die. <laughs> oh, shit, he can't. <laughs> he will die. Oh, God, he can't. Yeah, if he can't even go up some fucking stairs... Then that's a frightening reality. I never even thought of his sex life. Yeah, he doesn't have one. He can't have one medically. <laughs> I can't bone down or I'll die. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true. That's why you're, that's your excuse. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's what they all say. <laughs> uh, she takes his uh his cigarette out of his mouth and plays with it a little, and she's like, "Okay, well, I'm." Free for the night, because I don't have to dance anymore, apparently. Um, <laughs> I just left. <laughs> I just left that job, because I didn't feel like doing it anymore. So, uh, let's go have some fun at the amusement park. And we got a good close-up on our eyes here, and yeah, it's just, um, it's all makeup work that's trying to make her look spooky. Yeah. She got that 
that cat's eye look done with the eyeliner. Yeah. And some very well-shaped brows. <laughs> it's a good brow game, yeah. honestly. Yeah. They had them back then. Yeah. Very on top of their game. And so he's like, okay, well, I yeah, sure. I'm not afraid. That's a lie. <laughs> he's very afraid. He's like, I know this is a dream. And she's like, yeah, I know it's a dream, too. <laughs> Bitch, what? What? <laughs> he's like, oh. Uh, uh, How? What? Doesn't she call him his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like, all right, come on, Edward. And he's like, Ugh. How? Okay. I'm cool. Yeah, honestly, that's when you, you get away from her, Edward. Is yeah. when she, a stranger already knows your name. I mean, she's just his brain. I don't care if it's a dream. Have some common sense, Edward. <laughs> Edward, don't spend time with her. Eddie, please. Eddie, come on. She pulls him away to the fun house. Guess what? It's not fun. It's, it's, they rarely are. That's the thing. More like unfun house. Hmm. <laughs> and Maya's like, come on, let's go in there. Because it's it cool and dark and soft. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about the fun house anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Edward drops more of his dream money. <laughs> On, uh, some... Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. And they uh, head on into the funhouse where the maniacal laughing starts again. <laughs> and there's a uh, you know some weird wax figures inside. One looks kind of like that fake mermaid that P.T. Barnum made, mm-hmm. where it's a monkey sewed to a fish. Uh, there's a big snake. There's a big old paper mache skull and a gorilla costume and an oni mask and just all kinds of shit. You know, just hanging around on the walls. It's super fun. (laughs) Maya says, we've been expecting you, Mr. Hall, which is a total fucking non sequitur, but okay. Yeah. And she's like, all right, let's smooch. (laughs) And he's like, what what if I don't want to to smooch? And she's like, oh no, you want to (laughs) smooch. You have to. Let's smooch. So they smooch. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> while they're kissing, like a taxidermy monkey, like slides across the screen behind them on a track. Like with a scream, too. And there's a scream sound effect. And Ed's suddenly real freaked out. And he's like, fuck. That should have killed that man right then and there. <laughs> I can't believe he fucking died. I'm a taxidermy monkey. <laughs> God. That's how I want to go. JK, don't let me near taxidermy monkeys. I would not. That would be freaky as shit. And so he's suddenly aware of just how grotesque and freakish everything in the the funhouse is. And uh, Maya's laughing her ass off. Same. (laughs) Well, uh, Ed runs away. Yeah, because she definitely wanted to freak him out. Yeah. That was his whole concern of, she's doing it on purpose, and next time I go under, she's gonna do it again. She's gonna get me. (laughs) And so... Uh, when I was reading about how expensive all these scripts were, or the the sets, sets. not the scripts, the script didn't cost nothing. <laughs> the sets were very expensive. One of the big inspirations they had was, um, do you know the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? Yeah. It's, that was one of the inspirations for this, because, the, yeah, there's a lot of, like, weird angle stuff that they do with the doors oh. and stuff like that. So that was... Once reading that and then rewatching the episode, I was like, oh yeah, there it is. I see it. I see it. They put so much, too much effort into this episode, and that's why it didn't come off so well. Well, It's funny. They put a lot of effort into select parts, 
Which then meant there was no effort for other parts. Yeah. 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 Like when they're on the roller coaster, like very minimal effort because they'd spent all the money on that weird ass fun house. So then we're back with Hall in the the psych office and he's like, yeah, that's how I knew she was trying to kill me because I woke up and my heart was freaking out. <laughs> so I had to wait for an hour. James aren't supposed to freak you out, man. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like that, man. He's like, yeah, the next night I'd, I'd try not to go to not to go to sleep for a long time, but you know, I just wound up back at the at the amusement park and I was just running. So we go back to the dream again. And, <laughs> and uh Edward runs to a roller coaster. Maya finds him immediately and she's super pissed. She's like, "Why are you running away? What's uh what's wrong? This is only a dream." what's your fucking damage? And yeah, and he's, like, bent over trying to catch his breath. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, clutching at his heart. He's and already... she's like, what the hell? <laughs> she's already, he's already, like, on the edge, and he's like, I can't take all this excitement. It's too much. And she's like, what excitement, bitch? You said it yourself. You're at home in bed. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You gotta say it like a, like a little weenie, though. I can't take all this excitement. I can't take all this excitement. My it, heart. It's not good for my heart. <laughs> <sighs> when she insists there's no excitement, I like the the camera shot because it's completely black behind her. And then because of the ring of unfocus around most of the thing, only her face is in real sharp focus yeah. and the rest of her is all blurry. It's a striking little shot. I like it. And she's like, because this is a dream, you can do everything that you can't do in real life. Because, you know, there's no risk. Nothing's going to happen to you. It's fine. And I was like, nah. <laughs> nah. No, that's not true. It'll still stress me out. And she's like, okay, but look at this roller coaster. And it's, you know, some stock footage of a roller coaster. It's fun, Edward. It's... She, yeah, she's like screaming. And she's like, let's go, Edward. Come on. And it's like, Come on, it's fun. What the hell? <laughs> Aren't you having fun? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. And so she uh, makes him drop some more dream money <laughs> to get on the roller coaster. And they get on the roller coaster, and there's no safety bar that goes down over you, which I guess they just didn't have. Yeah, I think it's... Or it's a dream roller coaster, so they just don't have it. I am, one, hoping they did have the safety bar back then, but also, two, I think it's just for the purpose of the shot. Yeah, so, uh... But who knows what they did in roller coasters back then, how many people died, all of them. Who the fuck knows? So they're going up the roller coaster. It's, like, them in the cart, and then there's, like, green screen up roller coaster hail shot and the uh maya's having a real good time but yeah. you know edward just looks like he's gonna die what he should have because he is going to die he is kind yeah yeah and so they get up to the top and they're going down and she's laughing and laughing and this the soundtrack here is fucking frantic it's like <laughs> there's just an elephant there <laughs> That fucking noise I made. <laughs> There's just an elephant on the roller coaster. Um, well, sometimes it happens. There's all that budget. Yeah, it all went into that elephant. Mm-hmm. I know an episode where they actually do have an elephant. Really? It's that, it's on this bitch of an earth episode. Oh. <laughs> I have to look up what season that is just so we can prepare. All right. Prepare Love for it. that elephant. Love it. So Ed's like, tell him to stop. And it's like, you they can't do that. A roller coaster can't do that. 
that's not how they work. It relies on kinetic energy, and now you're just a slave to kinetic energy now. And so Maya's like, <laughs> well, if you want to get off so bad, fucking jump. <laughs> She's like, jump, Edward. Jump. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Huge bully. <laughs> Pushing him around. We're back in the office again, and he's like, and that's where I left off, so if I fall asleep again, I'm back on the roller coaster. Yeah. And either Maya pushes me, or I continue to ride that roller coaster and probably die anyway. So if I die in the dream, I'll die in real life. If I stay up any longer, it'll be too much for my heart, and I'll die in real life. Welcome to my Inception podcast. (laughs) I can't believe he died in the dream and died in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And so either way, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead, Jim. No. (laughs) No. No. So he uh, goes to leave the office and he's like, you know, I'm just gonna die. I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. And the doctors really try to stop him. He's like, alright, well, thanks for telling me this. Bye. And so he goes out into the, the lobby again and the secretary who we saw earlier... We get to see her face now. Mm-hmm. And psych, bitch. Psych. It's She's Maya. Maya. Psych. Psych. Psych, psych, psych. Cat lady's in the office. Mm. And so he, like, runs back into the office and he's like, fuck. It's Maya. He's like, my secretary? Yeah, Mothman's like, we don't have a Maya. <laughs> Mothman's like, her, her name isn't Maya. But, you know, Hall just runs for the window and jumps straight out the window. <laughs> fucking head fucking first. No Gone. hesitation. He did. I love it. And he screams as he falls. And then we uh, go cut back and we can see the Dr. Mothman. Just sitting in his chair. He's just sitting in his desk. Like hand on his chin just pondering. You know just thinking. Hmm. And he uh, stands up, goes to the door and calls in his secretary. And then they walk downstage to where the, the chase lounge is and there's Edward Hall, Mm. laying there, like he was before. The doctor lifts up his arm and is like, hmm, he's dead. And so the secretary's like, uh, he just walked in here like a minute ago. What happened? And Mothman's like, no, yeah, I told him to lay down. He fell asleep for a minute, then he screamed, and now he's dead. Yeah, the secretary's like, the fake Maya. Real Maya? Maya. Maya. Yeah, because, well, the whole point of, like... When he sees her in the dream, it's like, how does he think of this lady? And he, in the way before in the episode, he was like, oh, I don't know. I've just maybe seen her face on the street somewhere. Yeah. Maybe you saw her in the fucking doctor. But, yeah, it's the first time he's been there. But, yeah. um. Well, maybe she never had, never even had that face before. Like, yeah. that's just the most recent face that his brain. Yeah. Says that that was. Yeah. Oh, man, if Maya had been a woman with no face. Sick. That would have been. Tight. That would have been sick and spooky. Lit. Fucking lit. Um, but no, yeah, so she's by the dead body, and she's like, did he have a heart attack? She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess there's worse ways to go. At least he died peacefully. And it's like, ha ha, ha No, he didn't. Nah, man, he jumped out a window. You just don't know that. <laughs> we get our closing narration, mercifully taking us home. A dream takes only a second or so, and yet in that second... A man can live a lifetime and die. Mm. And that is true. Time perception works differently when you're 
you're sleeping. Definitely dreams do a lot of weird time stuff. What's the real reality? And is it just as real as what we dream? And, you know, all that stuff. In the Twilight Zone. <sighs> it sure was an episode. Sure was. So the thing is, this episode was buck wild. Yeah. But also super boring. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. They walked that line, man. I really, I, like, the writer's probably not alive anymore, but if he was, I'd shame him. <laughs> like, how did you do this? How uh, did you convince Rod? Unless Rod was maybe, like, sick in the hospital and couldn't read this before he got published. You no, know, he probably read it and was like, this will, this will be fun. <laughs> so did you like the episode? Uh, uh, <laughs> very small parts of it, yes. Overall, I would not want to watch that again. No. No, yeah. No. I probably would also not watch this again. Even if it was a rerun, I'd be like, oh, that one. (laughs) Time to change the channel for half an hour. I admire them for taking a bunch of risks. Yeah. I will admire, I'll give them that. But, yeah, I don't want to watch this again, ever. It was just not that great. So next week we'll be watching... Episode 10. Can't believe we're already on 10. Um, in 1942, a man from Germany does not remember how he boarded a British ship headed for New York, but he does have a feeling the ship will be sunk. I think I've seen this one. Mm-hmm. It's called Judgment Night. I don't remember if I said that before. No. Okay. Well, it's called Judgment Night. I don't I don't know this one. I mean, it's one of those when I was watching like, that, re- that marathon on New Year's Eve. I don't think I finished it. I think my, I think it was like three in the morning, and my TV needed a, like a reset, or like one of those up, like an update, and so I couldn't watch the end of it. But mm-hmm. um, I remember good chunks of it. I think isn't this one an hour long? Maybe I have no idea. There, I, and I remember there's a famous dude, a very famous dude in it. The guy who thinks it's gonna be sunk is very famous. Yeah, so I've seen it, but I didn't see how it ends. All right. So you gotta love those. I'll still be surprised. Nice. All right, well, until then, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at spookyspotpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at the Spooky Spot. And if you want to hear more of me talking, you can hear me on the podcast Lupin Lottery, which comes out every Thursday. Which is being canceled today. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. (laughs) We watched one where he, uh... Steals the crown jewels this week. Mm. In the middle of a royal wedding. Of course. It's, it, it was decent. Yeah. It, it was an alright one. <laughs> but uh, you can hear more about that over there. The narration at the beginning of our episodes is done by my friend Tamara. You can find her on the internet at Total Spiffage. You can find anyone on the internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> giving you her specific I know, I handle. Really, I really wanted to say that. You say it every time. No, I don't. You make some crack about finding everybody on the internet. <laughs> Psych, because you can. Yeah. <laughs> All right. True. All right. All right. Well, I think it's just because you say internet. Internet. It's so like early two thousands. <laughs> it's easier than saying Tumblr and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I know. I got a reason for saying some things. Yeah, sometimes, maybe. Sometimes. It's not just all garbage. <laughs> Other times I'm just saying words. You're just saying words. Uh, until next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky.
I'm gonna go punch Liz. <laughs> Had enough of this. <laughs> Can't sleep. Clown will eat me.